You may be seated. I am so glad that you are here tonight. I and I know we covered a tremendous amount of scriptures, and I would be glad to go through at some point and slow down and explain, but most of you have the background and understand what I was talking about. Just to sort of summarize, you have um, that you have the children of Israel. They came out, they had the blood applied at Passover, and they came through. And uh, I know we've heard a prosperity gospel, and they were going back. Uh, and yet, uh, the, unfortunately, uh, it can sound as if, and I tried to explain this morning, and I don't want to go through all the verses again, how that, in fact, our mind is important for us to get it retuned and recalibrated to what the Lord wants and to come out of the wilderness, if you will, and as the children of Israel did. And then it took them 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And I know the Lord is still working on all of us. I appreciate that, that he's still working on us. Jesus took 40 days in the wilderness and he passed four uh, he passed three tests. When he went in to the wilderness after being baptized, he came up and uh, the Bible says the spirit drove him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That didn't mean the devil didn't tempt him later. That doesn't mean that the devil didn't uh, attack him later. But these three areas of tests that we've read in, in 1 John, that sense of self-satisfying my flesh, I I don't, I want to be, it's all about me. And then this fellow, the, the, the test of the lust of the eyes, what I see, what I watch, what uh, that whole sense of uh, power and glory and fame and, and uh, took him up to the mountains and said, all these kingdoms can be yours and all, all of this. And then to the temple and the temple, you know, here was, here was the, uh, the one who designed the temple. Here was the one that came up with the temple idea. Here was the one that was wanting to open the door to make us a temple of his spirit. And the devil takes him right there and says, look, I can give you this temple. You don't have to go to Calvary. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to go through this. And the Bible says that he was hungry. And yet when he left there, what did he preach? He preached. Uh, he went and went to Isaiah. And I read this morning where uh, he said in Isaiah, mine is hung up. So you'll have to probably help me up there. I'm tapping it and it's not moving forward. Maybe I've messed it up. I apologize. 
Okay, keep going, and uh, we'll, there, there's where it was. He, Isaiah, the 61st chapter, what she put up, the verses, and he said, and he read those, he quoted those. What's amazing is if you read it in the original text, there was a day of vengeance. Jesus left that phrase out when he quoted it. He basically said that, number one, uh, I am going to uh, the gospel to the the good news to the poor, the meek, the beggars. And he said, you can be a child of the king. He, that verse, when you uh, re-look at the words in the Greek, it is that you no longer have to be a beggar. You don't have to come and beg and say, God, oh, please, God, I need your help. I need you. You know what? The Lord is waiting to give a blessing. He wants to touch. He wants to heal. He wants to set free. He is not there where you got to, oh, please, I got to be good enough. I got to, I got to, oh, that's why whenever the first miracle after the day of Pentecost, Peter and John said, look on us, such as I have, quit begging. You can come in and worship and praise and magnify God. Then he said, I'm going to heal the brokenhearted. And I, I know we have a lot of people that are lacking a lot of joy. And there, there's a very strong sense of the joy in the Holy Ghost, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the Lord is my, the joy of the Lord is my strength, the joy unspeakable and full of glory. And yet we are supposed to have that joy so that we can be joyful to someone else. You know, and I know I've, I've, I've often said, you know, if I, uh, if you wear your smile upside down and uh, people look at you and you look like you swallowed an onion or something and they go, well, why don't you come to my church? Well, Lord, help us. I don't know that I want that. You know, I don't know that I want to, I don't know that I want that, but it ought to, it ought to change our attitude. Living for God. And you say, well, does that mean you never have problems? No, you have problems, but you've been, you're going through the wilderness hanging on to the Lord, and I don't want to last 40, day, 40 years there. I want to come through in 40 days, pass the test. Yeah. Hallelujah. Then he said, declare deliverance to the captives or those that are bound. And, and that's, you know, we have the Acts program and we here we preach and we preach. You know, the Lord is able to get up out of that grave. Here, break every habit, every sense of bitterness, all the shackles that the enemy would put on your mind or spirit or emotions or on your body. I'm telling you, I know a power that is able to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. You say, but my whole family, they were, they were all nuts. They were all had mental illness. I, they all had, guess what? I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. You don't have to allow the enemy to tell you that you have to live with something. Guess what? There's deliverance. 
There is deliverance. I believe that. And then next, the recovering of the sight to the blind. And I, I put a verse in there that you should read in, in Ephesians, the first chapter, because Paul talked about that the eyes of your understanding would be open, that you would know the hope of his calling. What are you talking about? That one day he called me out of darkness. One day he asked for me. I, you know, and, and I think, and I, 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 I'm like so many probably that have, have said, and I, I look at my own family and I, I can trace it back to where my father and my, my, my father's grandmother was a, a little lady in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, uh, and here was an African-American preacher preaching about baptism in Jesus' name. They went down to the Mississippi River running through St. Paul and she got the Holy Ghost and got baptized. And then my dad was not part of any of that and the family wasn't raised that way. And, and, and a Sunday school bus picked him up and here I am today and, our, and, and, and my, my daughters and Siobhan and Tegan and now Isla Joe and I, I think how blessed we are. How blessed that one day we were, that I opened my eyes to the, guess what? That he set us free. He called us the hope of his calling. And not only that, but the riches of the glory of inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Go back one slide. There, you know, when you look at the fact that he has all power, he has all power, he has all riches. I'm here to tell you, and, and I and I don't several years ago my mother was we were in Arkansas and my mother had a test and I'll, I'll just tell share you this and and and, and the doctors came and and they said You're, she's going to have to have her chest opened up and going to have to have a valve replaced and going to have to have major surgery and and, and my folks had at that time insurance, for, you know, the, the supplemental insurance for, for Anthem, and it was good in Arkansas. Anthem wasn't good here in Ohio. We didn't think at that time. And so I remember, you know, whenever we said, you know, we don't feel good about it, and we started looking, and, 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 and uh, my nephew said, well, there's a place there in Cleveland, and it so happened that they were, they, my, Caitlin was going to school in Cleveland, Cleveland. I can give you the long history of the story, but the point was, you know, my dad and mom were looking at how much is this going to cost us? How much is this going to be out of pocket? You're going to, it's going to be overwhelming for us to come to Ohio and try. And, and how much did it end up costing you? Zero. 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 My God is able to give the riches on a thousand hills. You may say, well, I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know. I'm I'm talking about a God that can put money in a fish's mouth. I'm talking about a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I ask or think. 
not asking, I'm not talking about acting like you're nuts and doing things and just going out and buying something and don't have any money, but I'm talking about whenever God is able to supply our need, he is able to give recovery of the sight, the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saints. And here he said when he wrought in Christ and raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named in this world but the world to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, to the church, to the church, to the church. And we're living in an hour in which people's eyes are blinded yes. to the importance of the church. Yes. Everybody has a ministry. Everybody has a word. Everybody, and I'm, I'm good with everybody having a word and a song and all that. But you still need the house of God. Yes. You need a pastor. You need an evangelist. You need a teacher. You need, huh? Oh, well, I can just log on and I, I'm thankful for all the ministers and I know when we're not able to be here, people are able to log on and we've got people watching our service right here in the prayer room next door. I'm not against any of that, but what I'm telling you, you need to be part of a body. You need to be part of a church. If there was, in fact, he said, so much the more as you see. If you didn't see the days approaching and go, Go look at the uh, apartments and the things in Tel Aviv, 38 miles from the northern tip of Gaza where they've had explosions already today. What are you saying? I'm saying so much the more you need the body. You need somebody to pray with you. You need somebody to strengthen. You need somebody to encourage you. You need somebody. You say, well, nobody called me. Nobody. How many people have I called? How many times did I come up for prayer? I, you know, hallelujah. That's why he said he gave it to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I want the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost operating in our church. It doesn't always operate in me. I'm just going to be honest with you. But you know what? When I come to the house of the Lord and we get to... (laughs) I leave with the fullness. Then he said, number five, I'm going to give liberty to the bruised. How do you get bruised? You get beat up. Get tossed around. He said, there are people that have been beat up by the enemy, that have been wounded, that have been hit. And you know what? Jesus was so good. He told him in Matthew, he said, a bruised reed shall he not break. A smoking flax shall he not quench till he send forth judgment unto victory. What are you talking about? I don't care. The Lord will be, he is not there to try to, you know, you say, well, my personality is not not to go dancing around a powwow. Mine isn't either, but guess what? He will take you as you are. He's not going to make you have to do what she does, what I do, but the joy of the Lord should be flowing. The presence of Almighty God ought to be moving through you. You all have heard me. I, I, don't, I, I absolutely don't mind if, uh, if you don't run, if you don't shout, if you don't dance, as long as you don't do it any other place. All right. Good. All right. 
Don't scream at the TV whenever the, you know, when the coach isn't putting the right person in, then come to church and say, I'm going to just be quiet. Don't scream at your wife. Don't dance around the house when you, you know, hit your thumb. Anyway, all right. Next slide. I got to go. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know what that word in the Greek meant? The year of Jubilee. He said, I am come to preach the year of Jubilee. You'd have to go back to Leviticus. You'd have to go back into Numbers. You'd have to figure out, for those of you who don't know what the, what the year of Jubilee was, it was every 50th year. Every 50th year, they didn't work. They didn't plant. They didn't, they didn't, have, because the 48th year, God gave them a triple portion. And on the 49th year, they didn't plant and work. On the 50th year, but on the 50th year, Everybody who was a servant was let set free. Everybody who was had debt was released of the debt. Oh, you want to talk about freedom? That I'm going to tell you something. But this is the kind of spirit and the kind of attitude that we ought to have when we are operating full of the Holy Ghost. We should have a feeling of being free. Whom the Son has set free is free in. He doesn't want you bound. He doesn't want you depressed. He wants you to be set free. And he needs us to help tell other people that they can be set free. But I, if you're not a free man yourself, you can't set anybody else free. And that's why the enemy does everything in his power to bind us and to frustrate us. Anger, so that I, I walk around and I have to pray, oh God, forgive me, Lord. Oh God, help me, Lord. And I understand, I die daily too, but I got to get past that and get, say, Lord, I want to fill up so that I can help somebody else. I can preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I ought to be able to tell everybody, let me tell you, I know how you can get deliverance from this. I know how you can, I know what you can do. Whether you say, I don't care if it's a, ha I don't care if it's a habit. I don't care if it's a sickness. I know who is able to heal you. I know who is able to set you free. I know because he one day he set me free. One day I saw, I've, I've heard testimonies. I've seen people that have come through the fire and now I'm able to say he set me free. Oh, he set me free. And so when you read this and you read what the Lord told them to the children of those that had wandered 40 years because the parents didn't get it. They died in the wilderness. And there are people that cannot get out of the wilderness. And they live their life going through one of those three tests over and over. And you say, well, pastor, you mean you have your flesh conquered? No. Do you have pride of life conquered? No. But I want to reach that point where I come into the anointing. and say, God is able to set you free. <sighs> Go ahead, next slide. And why? Because we're preaching a prosperity gospel to somebody. God is able to set you free. 
God's able to deliver you. Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. Let's <clears throat> read it very carefully. The Lord told them, he said, all the commandments which I commanded you to do today, I did those so that you would, what? Live, multiply, and go in and conquer some territory. Possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. The Lord is... <laughs> You know, he's called the second Adam. He took back what Adam lost so that we can have our emotions aren't dictating to us. Our mind is not dictating to us. Our flesh is not dictating to us. We are getting Christ formed in us so that we can take possession of the land. And thou shalt remember all the way the Lord God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. For what? To humble you. What does that mean? The manna fell on the ground. Oh, Lord, I can hardly bend over and pick it up now. Oh, I got to have some more. Oh, I got to have some more. Oh, there's some over there. I got to pick that up. What are you doing? Give us this day. Our daily, Lord, I, 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 I don't have to pray because I've got Walmart, i got Kroger, i got Giant Eagle. I don't have to pray for daily bread. I can go down Aldi's and get a loaf of bread. Huh? Oh, I don't have to pray for that, you know. And, and I understand, I, you know, I go to the doctors and get the checkup, but I don't have to pray for that. I, I go to the doctor. I don't have to do that. I, don't ever forget, I need, Lord, he said, I did it to humble you, to prove, to you, prove you, and to know what was in your heart. Whether you would keep his commandments, and he humbled you, suffered you to hunger, fed you with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by I need the word he said your raiment didn't wax old your foot didn't swell Lord give me feet like a deer huh in high places my feet get swollen sometimes. The way is tough. My feet get, huh? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's not what the Lord's wanting for me. He doesn't want me to get so caught up in the wilderness that I forget what it is to dance in high places to come in. That's why we have church and church like this. Oh, I don't have to do all that. Y'all are just a little nuts to get up there and do all this little stuff. What does that do for you? That doesn't do anything. Oh, give me a garment of praise for a spirit of... Well, that's not who I am. Well, I understand. And you've got swollen toes. You need feet like hinds feet. I don't know if you've ever seen a deer. 
clip-clop, clip, boy. They can jump on the middle of this old thing, nimble. All right. Then he said that they consider what's in your heart, that as a man chasteneth his son, the Lord chastens you, so that you'll keep the commandments of the Lord to walk in his way and to fear him. One more slide. And then he goes on in the eighth chapter and said, Beware that you forget not the Lord your God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and statutes that I command you this day. And when you get, when you've eaten and you are full and have built good houses and you've got stuff to do and you've got property and you've got this and you've got that and you've got more stuff and you got another barn and then you fill that barn up and you got stuff and you got so much to do. And when your flocks multiply and your silver and gold and that you all that, that your heart be lifted up and you forget, I still need you today, Lord. I still need you today, Lord. I'm so busy. I, I, oh, I got to pray today. I need to pray with my family. I need to pray with my husband, my wife. Huh? What are you doing? Give us this day my daily bread. Oh, and how easy is it to get caught up your heart and you forget who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Go ahead, next slide. And the house of bondage who led you through the great and terrible wilderness. I'm telling you, we're living in the great and terrible wilderness. There are fiery serpents. There are scorpions. There is drought. There is no water. But he fed us with manna. And your fathers didn't know that he might again humble them and prove them to do the good you know why the Lord is going, we're going through the wilderness? Is because he wants to do good. I'm the one stopping him. And thou say in thy heart, my power, my might of my hands has gotten me this wealth. Go on. But thou shalt remember that it was the Lord thy God, for it was he that giveth power to <clears throat> get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he sware to thy fathers to this day. And if be, if thou shalt do not forget the Lord, walk not after other gods, serve them, worship them, that I, I testify you against this day, that you will surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall you perish because you would not be obedient unto the voice of of your God. Go ahead, one more slide, and I think we'll stop there. Moreover, brethren, Paul said, I don't want you to be foolish. Our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. We're all baptized into Moses in the cloud and sea. Did all eat the same spiritual meat? Did all drink the same spiritual drink? Let me just interject here. If you're not filling up on the bread and the water, water from the rock, you're not going to make it in the wilderness. So much the more I need the word 
every day. I need. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, maybe, maybe, maybe everybody y'all meet is just sweet and lovely and kind and precious. I need a whole lot of Holy Ghost. Huh? Sometimes I got to get a triple dose. I need the full anointing. Huh? He said, if you're not filling up on that, that rock that followed them was Christ Jesus. But with many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. I don't want to get overthrown in the wilderness. I want to come out with my robe on, my garment of praise. Oh, he said, so that they should not desire and lust after the thing. You know what? I, I'm here to tell you I know prosperity, but I, let me tell you, there is something so much more than $1,000. There's something that's worth so much more than a new car. There's something that's so much worth more than a new house. <laughs> I don't care what you may say. I, if I just had a new house, if I just had a new car, if I just had a new job, if I just had a new spouse, or if I just had... Something else more important than that, that's the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Being set free. Being delivered, having feeling the acceptable year of the Lord. Oh, I may not feel it all week, but you know what? When I came in tonight and just danced around, I felt like I was totally free. Free. Thank God, a mighty free at last. And we say, Well, I don't know. I, 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 let me tell you, the wilderness will eat you up. If you don't learn how to keep eating and drinking in the wilderness, keep your eyes on him, keep eating, keep drinking, keep eating, keep drinking every day. Go out, get a little more from the, from the man, get a little more from the rock, get a little more, follow the cloud. Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Everything's going to be all right because you're there with me in the midst of the wilderness. I know you'll never leave me nor forsake me. You're going to go with me. I'm excited. 